Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the European Hoops Podcast. My name is Andrea and we are a Sportitas presentation. On today's episode, we are going over the second day of the round 25, the last day of this double header week. Our Euroleague expert, Diogo Valente, is still in recovery, so he won't be part of today's episode. I have with me our other Euroleague expert, Tiago Cordair. He will be bringing all of his picks for the games that will be taking place on the Friday, 2nd of February. And let's wait no, no more time and let's get into those games. And we will start with the game between Efes and Milano. Efes comes into this game from a loss in the first hand of the Sabahara week. Milano in the same situation. Efes really got themselves into a very tricky position. They parted ways with their head coach. Unfortunately, things didn't work out for, for him and for Efes. And the, the team started the season with 9 wins and 15 losses. They did dealt with injuries and uh, that really got on their way. But uh, it didn't justify the, the team's performances. They were playing way below their depth of talent and the players that they have on their roster. I do expect to see a more competitive FS moving forward, but at the same time, it uh, might be too late for them to climb all the way back to the positions that will allow them to be on the postseason of the EuroLeague. So this is an FS team that needs to win any game that they can. Milano also comes into this uh, second hand of the doubleheader to this game that they will play against FS from a loss on the on the first hand of this doubleheader. And a reminder for you guys that we will be recapping all of the games from the Stubberheader Week and the standings after the Stubberheader Week uh, in the beginning of the, the upcoming week. The last time that Milan and FS played against each other, Milan won at home 92-76 to and the Italian team that currently ranks in 13th place will certainly want to get this win and beat FS to be able to keep their hopes alive of reaching the, the play-in, but both of these teams might be in trouble. These are two teams that we had high expectations heading into this 23-24 uh, EuroLeague season, but both of them are underperforming to what were our expectations and they might not be able to make it to the postseason. Competing to be on the Final Four and aspire to win the championship, they are very far from those goals at this moment. But let's see if at the very least they are able to go on a hot streak to end the season and still can dream to, to achieve the, the playoffs. And this game is an important one for both of these teams if they want to keep those dreams alive. Tell me, Tiag, who do you expect to come out of this game as the winner? On this matchup, I'm picking FS side against Milano. I think that FS is improving on defense and we already seen them against Monaco. They only suffered 80 points against one of the best offensive teams which is good and guys are becoming healthier and they will improve uh, on that part of the game for sure. Uh, and I think that this one will be a, a great matchup to see Shevin Shields against Elijah Bryant or even Will Clyburn. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see it for sure. But I don't see Milano being able to, to match um, FS athleticism that they have on the wing, on the wing side. And I don't see them being able to, to contain, to have to put a guy 
on chain lurking to, to try to contain him. And for that reasons, uh, I'm picking FS. FS is a powerful offensive team. They rank third within all the teams in the EuroLeague at 84 points per game, while Milan is a team that struggles offensively, scoring as the 16th best <laughs> offense of the competition or the third worst of the competition, 76.9 points per game. Defensively, Milano is the third best defense of the competition, allowing only 76.6 points per game, while Efes is the dead last uh, defense of the competition, allowing 88 points per game. I see Milano was having a shot at this game because I expect to see this Milano team gaining rhythm and being able to perform at a higher level. So a bad defense by Efes will allow Milano to create offensively and the slower pace that Milano tries to impose to the games might work in their favor on this particular matchup. But this is a game that... Uh, are two teams that are extremely inconstant throughout the season. So either of them can come out of this game as the winners. Either of them has a shot to, to win this matchup. And it's very important. It's totally crucial for both of these teams to, to be able to aspire to be on the second stage of the competition and to be on the playoffs and the play-ins. They really need all the wins that they can get. So this is a almost a win-or-go-home game for both of these teams. And they will need to bring their A games. And it will be about the team that is able to bring the consistency and is able to perform at a high enough level to, to come out of this game as the winner. And of course, playing at home, FS always have an edge on this particular matchup. But uh, I think this, the outcome of this game is totally open. And I won't be surprised if either of these teams wins. The next game will put face-to-face Jalgiris and pa- Paratinaikos. Paratinaikos ranks in third place and they are looking as one of the best teams in the EuroLeague and rightfully so. Jalgiris is struggling. They are tied with Efes with 9 wins and 15 losses. But um, they are a team that comes into this game after a surprising win on the, the first round of this doubleheader week. A win that might have killed the aspirations of Efes moving forward. And on the last time that Paratinaikos and Jalgiris played against each other, Paratinaikos at home came out victorious, 73 to 71 and uh, this time around Jalgiris will want to once again surprise and come out of uh, this doubleheader week with their aspirations to be part of the planes of the EuroLeague uh, reinforced but uh, it won't be an easy task to beat the Greeks who do you expect to see winning this matchup between uh, Jalgiris and uh, and Paratinaikos knowing that uh, Diogo for this game in your rivalry he went with uh, the Greek team he went with Paratinaikos as the likely winners of this matchup Paratinaikos is lacking some playmaking with the absence of Slukas and even Vildoza uh, they're, they're missing that for sure and um, I don't see Jurian Grant to be a playmaker for the whole game and he's been doing that and at some point he will try to he will perform uh, worse than he's doing so on defense and on offense and I don't see him being able to defend and to play 35 minutes against Keenan Evans uh, but on the other side I need to see other guys stepping up on Zalgiri's side for uh, Keenan Evans to only step up in the last five minutes um, he's been doing a great job but uh, in the late game situations he started so I do need to see Edmund Summers to stepping up uh, and other guys to to be willing to shoot because they're shooting at a high clip they just need to to shoot with more volume and yeah for these reasons I'm picking Zalgiris sorry Diogo to to pick for you to picking against your favorite coach but yeah I'm, I'm on his side now 
Tokiris was brilliant against uh, Ephes and they won by 26 points. They did that by just playing better basketball, obviously, but um, by having out-rebounding Ephes with 40 rebounds against 26 and just taking extremely good care of the ball. Jalgiris ended this game with only 8 turnovers and that will be a key for this game against Paratinaikos. Jalgiris will need to win in the margins and take care of the ball at a, a very high level if they want to be able to beat a very powerful Greek team. And just like we spoke about Ephes and about Milano, these teams, if they want to aspire to be in the playing mix, they really cannot afford to, to lose games. This is a game where Paraginaikos theoretically would be uh, the favorite team. They are the better team. But this is a game that uh, Jalgiris, especially playing at home, has a shot at winning it. And they will need to do the best that they can to come out of this um, doubleheader week with two wins and if they do that they put themselves in a intriguing position to to be on the mix uh, to to be on the this uh, play-in math once the regular season starts heading to to the end. The next game that we will be looking at is the game between Red Star and Barcelona. Barcelona ranks in second place in the standings. They are one of the favorites to to end in the playoff positions, and uh, that's not a given just yet. But they are in a very favorable position. I just don't know for sure, and I will leave that in the open because in the two-week break. I already told you guys that we will have some special episodes coming in and in those episodes we will include an update on our power rankings and let's see how much did Barcelona climbed on those power rankings and if we favor them to go into the, the playoffs with home court advantage if we expect them to wind in the top four of the standings. But they will be having a tough game against Red Star. We know that Red Star playing at home and playing in Belgrade. They tend to be a better team than when they play at, on the road. They have a 7-4 and four home record and a 3-10 and 10 road record. So this won't be, by any stretch of the imagination, an easy game for Barcelona. This is a game that I expect to be competitive, even if Barcelona is the strongest team. And just like we spoke regarding the game between Jalgiris and Paratinaikos, playing at home, these teams tend to step up and be able to compete with almost anyone when these two teams met back in november in barcelona barcelona won 86 81 against the red star and that was a competitive game and we know that when this red star is hot from behind the arc they really elevate their ability to to compete and that would be a way for them to be more competitive on this particular matchup tell me Kurdair, who do you expect to win this game between red star and barcelona on this matchup I'm taking Red Star. I really like the odds of them beating Barcelona. First, the first reason is because they're playing at home and we know that it's always tough to play at Serbia. And the second reason is they, they were dealing with some injuries and now guys are coming back. Milos Teodosic is back. Uh, Nemanja Nerovic is back. And it's, it's, always, uh, it's always good to, to see them in an early court. We know that Milos Teodosic can put th- those guys and those scorers in a position to succeed, we, we've been we've been seeing what he's doing with Ball and Boy, uh, and now with Javante Smart. I'm looking forward to see it too. And I don't see Barcelona being able to stop this amount of firepower in Serbia. And for these reasons, I'm picking. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. 
Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Red Star. If Red Star is indeed able to step up in front of their home crowd, they certainly can be a powerful opponent for this Barcelona team. And I do give them a fighting chance, but we know that we cannot just discount Barcelona in these games. They are a powerful squad and they are able to compete with almost anyone. So we cannot count them out just yet, but I do expect and I agree with you that uh, this can be a very competitive game and a competitive game between two good teams, one of them having a much better season than the other but uh, never discount red star playing in belgrade that uh, is a good way to go about the the prediction for this matchup the next game that we will be looking at it won't be played in serbia but it's between a serbian team and an italian team it's between virtus and partizan and this is a game that becomes very important for virtus virtus is having a very good season but um, they are struggling with injuries and they are struggling with injuries to a very important player called toko shangelia that we have been calling him here the podcast as toko mvp shangelia and with Cengeli missing some games, this team uh, has been struggling and on their previous five matchups, they only managed to win once. And with that, they are now in fifth place, a team that has been ranking and fighting and being in the fight for the second place during most of this regular season of the EuroLeague. They are trailing on the standings and that's okay. We know that the depth of talent was the challenge for this Virtus team to be able to keep up with their initial performance throughout the, all the season. But it will be important for them to be able to secure a position in the top six if they want to aspire to go uh, far during this uh, EuroLeague season and they will want to try to avoid to fall outside of the top six. So playing at home against a partisan team that is a team that is planning to, that is aspiring to, and certainly planning as well, to climb the standings and try to steal one of those top six uh, places. This is a very important game. It becomes a very important game to Virtus if they go on a cold streak here and if they lose their third game in a row, they might find themselves in trouble. Not because their playoff and playing aspirations go out of the window because of the fit on this game, but they can get themselves into trouble in the sense that they might be uh, starting to fall into that playing mix and uh, it's very volatile uh, over there. It, there are many teams that aspire to be there. There are teams that will try the best that they can to climb all the way there. And they just don't want to trail too far behind this uh, play of this top six. And they are starting to get into the danger zone. And this is a Virtus team that has been outperforming what we expected for them. They have been playing the play at parts of this uh, regular season as one of the best, if not the best basketball of the whole competition. But they are in a tough streak right now. And they really, really, really need to snap out of it. And if they are able to do it at home against Partizan, that can mean that they will be able to hold into these positions. If they are not, they might find themselves into trouble. When these two teams met back in December and recently in Belgrade, Virtus was able to steal the road win 75-77. to 77. They certainly will want to repeat that playing at home, but uh, as I just mentioned, it won't be an easy game to do that. And um, I can tell you, Tiago, uh, 
Diog when we were speaking enough and um, as much as he could speak, <laughs> not enough to record uh, the episode. I can tell you guys that he really is struggling over there. And let's take just a moment to wish him a speedy recovery once again. He was leaning Partizan for this matchup and he expects Partizan to get revenge from their home defeat and be able to go to Bologna and steal this game. What about you? Yeah, I agree with Diogo in this, in this game. And the thing that I'm looking forward to see is if Partizan can... Uh, step up in road games because on Serbia they look like a different team that they look on on away games and it's curious to see that but the we know the answer because they have a lot of newcomers and guys that didn't play in Euroleague so they're finding that consistency and uh, they they do have a great coach to 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 put them on a good place on that part and about the game, it's I don't see Virtus being able to match the physicality that Partizan has, and they're dealing with some injuries. And for these reasons, I don't see Virtus winning this game. It certainly will be a tough game for Coach Banky's team. They will want to win this matchup, but it will be a very harsh one for them to do so against a good Partizan team. And as you just said, they will continue to improve and to play at a higher level. I have been saying that I expect this partisan team to be a contender once we reach play playoff time and I do expect them to continue to grow. I believe in their talent and I expect them to do good things as the season goes on. The next game and the last game of this doubleheader week, we couldn't end in any better way than the game between Monaco and Fenerbahce. These two teams have legit aspirations to fight for the Final Four and to compete in the Final Four. These are two of the best teams in the EuroLeague in my opinion and uh, in this game between Monaco and Fenerbahce, Monaco that has 14 wins and 10 losses, Fenerbahce that has 15 wins and 9 losses, both of them will want to win as these games will matter more than uh, all the others for the home court advantage that both of these teams aspire to get and uh, are trying to fight for. Tell me, Kordair, who do you expect to win this matchup between Monaco and Fenerbahce? I'm winning on Monaco's side on this matchup. Uh, I really like the odds of them winning against Fenerbahce because Fenerbahce is dealing with some injuries and the forwards uh, that they need to to play a good uh, to play good uh, they're missing. We know that Nigel Hayes and the Champion might miss the game because they're dealing with some injuries and uh, Monaco can take advantage of it because we know that Monaco doesn't have a, a great forward. They only have John Brown, but John Brown uh, does it all. We don't know if John Brown will defend the four, will if we'll defend uh, Wilbekin, for example. So uh, it's a, it's a it's a plus for Monaco to not have to play against two forwards. Uh, I really like the aggressiveness that Monaco are putting in on the defensive side. They're not known by a defensive team, but they're being aggressive enough. Uh, we saw that against Monaco, they only against FS, they only suffered, uh, I think, 80 points, 80, 80 yeah. Um, and so for these reasons, I believe that Monaco will keep the aggressiveness and will win against Fenerbahce. It will be a high-level matchup that will be worth it to tune in for. And we will be here to recap all the action of this doubleheader week. This episode was a shorter one, just to make sure to give you guys our views for all of these last five games that will take place on this last day of this doubleheader week in the EuroLeague. I remind you guys as we end this episode that uh, we will have the recap this doubleheader week and a review of all the standings how this double header week results impacted the standings and what we expect moving forward on the early it will come out 
late uh, Sunday. So it will be available for you guys in Monday and Tuesday. So you can listen to it Tuesday at the end of the day in Europe morning in United States. You will have our preview for the first day of the next round of the, the EuroLeague. And on Thursday, as the games are starting on the, that uh, next round of the EuroLeague, of the first day of the next round of the EuroLeague, you will have our previews for the second day. Make sure you tune in for our new episodes. Also, a reminder that we have very interesting interviews with Rafael Barlow and Lee Ellis, that if you guys haven't listened to them, I really recommend you guys to do so. You won't regret it. It's a good basketball conversation. And I know you guys are fan of good basketball talk. We thank all of our listeners for tuning in and many of you continue to do so. And we really appreciate all of you guys. Once again, the podcast has surpassed all of our expectations. The listenership is way higher than we would have expected. We just turned one year old and we plan to continue to grow the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to it if you haven't yet. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, T20Lee. We always announce every time we, we launch a new episode. So please make sure you guys are following us there and also share the podcast with your friend. That's the way we can continue to grow and keep the podcast alive. I will be talking with you guys next week for our recap and for our previews. And then a reminder, we have the two-week break of the EuroLeague about to arrive and we will use the two-week break for very special episodes. We will have a surprise for you guys and it's something that we did last year and we received very good feedback for it so we will repeat it and also we will be updating our power rankings that we had in the beginning of the season find out who climbed who dropped and why that was the case for each of those teams as always i'll be talking with you guys soon this is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the lexus performance line a feeling this dynamic is invite only Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.